Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. And I know that there are some of you out there who were feeling every word of Megan's song because you're in that same place that Avril and Megan have known. And right now you're, you're just wondering, how can I hold on? How can I keep my head above the water? Maybe, maybe your home has been lost and you don't know what's next. Maybe you're dealing with illness. Maybe there's something happening to beloveds in your life that you have no power to heal. There is so much going on. There's always so much going on and it seems like right now, 2020 has been the year of what, there's more? It just, there's so much going on and we don't know how to go on. There's a Rumi poem that says in part, eventually, it's like the man in the ocean holding on to the, the piece of wood. Eventually, the man and the ocean and the wood are all one swaying being. Love. Eventually, we find a way to shift our consciousness from the I'm drowning to recognizing who we are. Ram Das talks about when he sits with the dying, or he talked about when he sits with the dying, how his job is just to have an open heart and be in that space with the one who is letting go. And to be in that space of open heart with the family who are usually in a state of great distress at the letting go. But he felt that his job was just to know that love is all that is true and to be in a peaceful space holding that knowing. And I think that of all the things that I thought about that I want to say and may say, <laughs> that the number one thing is to remember love. It's our identity. It's our power. We bring it to everything. And in the moment when we don't know if we can go on, it's important to realize that maybe we won't. Maybe we won't go on in this form. We won't go on in this circumstance because this circumstance is transitory. It's in the changing realm. But we will go on as love. Nothing will ever change that. And we have to be able to switch our focus from the circumstances that are giving us so much concern and grief and turn it to our identity, which is love. And I know that's not easy. So one of the ways that we can do that is through being 
present. Much of our suffering is because we're out in the future worrying about what's going to happen. Or we're in the past resenting what did happen. And if we can be right here in this moment, usually this moment, it's okay. This moment, whether, whether I'm facing death, I'm facing homelessness, this moment, I get to breathe. This moment, I have the opportunity to remember that I am love. In this moment, I have the opportunity to love someone, to send love out into the energy field. This moment. Being present also means being present to the circumstances that are surrounding me in this moment. And the feelings that those circumstances prompt. So in the moment, if I am feeling fear, I'm feeling it somewhere in my body. And I need to attend to my own body. Where is that fear? And what does it feel like? And to be present with it, the way I would be present with a child who is scared. I wouldn't say to the child, get out of here and come back when you have a smile on your face. I wouldn't say that. I would hold that child. And maybe, maybe I could make the fear better. And maybe I couldn't. Maybe the, the child is afraid of something that I have no opportunity to make better. And we're, we're in that situation right now. Many of our children are afraid. They're afraid they're not going to get to see their friends. They're afraid they're not going to get to go to school. They're afraid that this unknown disease that's floating around is going to get them or get someone else. And if this is my child, I can't say to that child, oh, no, it'll be all right, because I don't know that. The only thing I can say with certainty is I'm right here. I'm right here with you. And you are so much more than this fear. You are so much more than this circumstance. We are here together in this moment. And so I have to say that to my body as well. I have to say that to the fears and the anger and whatever it is that's coming up in my body. When it's outside of me, then it feels overwhelming. What am I going to do? It's all around me and I'm picking up the energy of other people's feelings. But when I bring my attention to my own body, then I am bigger than the fear or the anger or whatever it might be. It's contained inside of me and it helps me to understand that I have sovereignty over it. But my sovereignty is not about saying, get out of here. My sovereignty is about love. I am the love that creates. And so I love the sensation, even if I don't like it, and I probably don't. 
I love the one who is holding the sensation. The Buddhists have a practice they call bodhicitta. And bodhicitta means the awakened heart. And what they do in bodhicitta is be present to what is, just like what I'm talking about. They are present to what is in compassion and love. All of the suffering that is out there that I am aware of, I have the opportunity through bodhicitta to just be conscious of it, to love it, to not resist it. And in that non-resistance, in that acceptance of it, just as it's showing up, for whatever reason it's happening, which usually I don't get to know. In doing that, I create a peace that permeates the world. The Hebrew Bible which I just got finished the delightful week of, of immersion in. In 2 Isaiah, it talks about the suffering servant. It was a new concept that came through because after the Babylonian exile, when people were able to return, they returned to a devastated Jerusalem. The world that these people, the returnees, had grown up as children hearing about from those who had been exiled from Jerusalem. They built it up in their minds. It was, it was like going to Disneyland. It was, it was such a beautiful place. It was everything. And they came back, and it was nothing. Everything was still leveled. There was nothing there. And they were devastated. They had no idea what to do. Today is the last day of Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah celebrates the year that has gone by and the dreams of the year that will come. So they were in a place of having to live Rosh Hashanah what had been was no more. In this moment, they were like in Ecclesiastes, just chasing the wind. They were aware that everything is fleeting. There is nothing in the material world that we get to hold on to that remains the same. It's all fleeting. Vanity of vanities, says Ecclesiastes. And he's considered a pessimist, but really, he's a realist. It's true. We don't get to hold on to the air. We don't get to hold on to the stuff. The only thing we get to hold on to is our true identity, which is love. And we must remember that. 
And so as we look forward to the dreams of the years to come, we look forward from a place of our truth. Not, I hope this will be over soon, but from our truth, what are we creating? What is it that is in our power to create? We can create love. So the suffering servant was a concept the second Isaiah came up with in response to this devastation and the despair of the people. And he had the idea that maybe the, the mission of Israel was not to be a blessing to all people through being this grand and glorious temple and city. Maybe it was to be a blessing to all people as a suffering servant, as a nation who could take the consciousness of those who suffered, who could experience suffering and not resist and not retaliate to allow ourselves to take on the pain that is in this world, to take it in. It's a practice, practice that the Buddhists call Tanglen, and we're going to do that meditation a little later. We take in that suffering without resisting it. We accept it. We love the suffering, not like but love, we hold it in our hearts and we send back out love into the world knowing that love is healing. When Jesus healed those who were broken in so many ways, they were sick, they were tormented, they were grieving for the, the sins that they felt they had committed. When he healed them, he healed them because he only saw the light that they were. He did not see their brokenness. He gave no authority to their story of brokenness. He only saw life. He only saw love. Because he knew that this material plane was ephemeral, just passing, not truth. And he drew his strength from what he referred to as the Father, the source, the truth, the light and the love that does not change that is accessible always for us. That we, as that light, as that love, always get to exercise. He knew that, and from there, he created miracles. When Mother Teresa worked with the untouchables in India, people asked her, how are you able to do this? because the people were in terrible shape. And most people would not want to get near them, like they'd get some of it on them somehow. And she did not have that attitude. 
She said, when I look at them, all I see is my beloved. For her, that was Jesus. And if we translate that in unity speak, it was the all, the love that is everywhere. That's what she saw. Soon it will be Halloween. Who knows if there will be trick-or-treaters this year. But in the past, when trick-or-treaters come to our door, we see the costumes. But even if we pretend like, oh my goodness, it's a monster, we don't think it's a monster. We know it's a child. We know the person who is disguised in all of these costumes is a person. It's not their disguise. But we forget that when we look out at the world. We look out at the world and we see these disguises. We see people who are acting hatefully. We see people who are in poverty. We see people <clears throat> who are lonely. We look in the mirror and we see our own disguises. But they are not truth. And so our mission is to wake up, wake up our consciousness and embody love and see only love. Love is why we are here. This is what matters. I know there is so much out in the world that gets us upset. I have my own things. I was on a rant yesterday about some circumstances and politics and, and fears about what would happen next. And I gave myself a little time to rant. But I can't stay there because if I stay there, all my energy just goes and I become part of the problem. I am seeing the other as separate from me. And my task is to see the other as expressions of love. Maybe clouded expressions because they're not in touch with it themselves. Think about people, for example, the young men who are just involved in hate. They're skinheads or just white supremacists. They're, they're doing hateful things in this world. But there was a time when these young men were somebody's beautiful baby, somebody's little boy, somebody's, somebody's dream. And we don't know how they forgot who they are, but they forgot. They didn't change who they are. There's the African tribe that has the custom of the whole village comes around the one who is misbehaving and sings to that one their cradle song, the song of their birth, of who they came here to be. It's a song of remember, remember who you are. And that is our task. Only through love will we get to heal.
this world. So right now we're going to practice that. There is a meditation called Tonglen out of the Buddhist tradition. And it's about taking and sending. And so as we breathe in, we take in the pain and the suffering of the world. We take in the misguided ideas of the world. And as we breathe out, we send out love. As we take in those ideas, imagine that our hearts are like the blue sky. And even though clouds come and fill the blue sky, or smoke comes and fills the blue sky, the blue sky is bigger. It's bigger. The smoke might last for what seems like forever, but it doesn't last forever because it isn't truth. Only truth lasts forever. So the metaphorical blue sky of truth is who we are. And so we can take anything in without harming ourselves because who we are cannot be harmed. Who we are is the infinite blue sky. And as we breathe out, we breathe out blue sky. We breathe out love. We breathe out peace. We breathe out remember. So whatever it is, right now, that may be foremost in your mind. It might be the misbehavior of a certain person that is personal in your life. It may be your own misbehavior. It may be the forests. It may be Black Lives Matter and all the protests and the cruelty that we have subjected our black brothers and sisters to over the centuries. Whatever the suffering is that is out there, I invite you now in the silence to breathe it in and let it fill the blue sky of you and dissipate inside the blue sky. And then as you breathe out, breathe out blue sky. Breathe out love and light and truth. So let's practice that together now in the silence. It's been almost two years since I've been with you today. For those of you that know me, you know it's because I was diagnosed and in treatment for Lyme disease. I'm incredibly grateful to be here this morning. This song is called Head Above Water, and it was composed by Avril Lavigne, who also has Lyme disease. When you're in treatment for Lyme, it's absolutely brutal, and unfortunately, the treatment can be even tougher than the illness. This song was written in the darkest moments when Avril fe feared for her life. 
and it's something that I greatly relate to. So if you are in a place where you can't quite see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're not sure how you're going to go on, I hope the song brings you hope, as much hope it has brought me. I gotta keep the calm before the storm. I don't want less, I don't want more. Must bar the windows and the doors to keep me safe, to keep me warm. Yeah, my life is what I'm fighting for. Can't part the sea, can't reach the shore. And my voice becomes the driving force. Won't let this pull me overboard. So God, keep my head above water. Don't let me drown. It gets harder. I'll meet you there at the altar as I fall down to my knees. So don't let me So pull me up from down below, cause I'm underneath the undertow. Come dry me off and hold me close, I need you now and I need you most. So God keep my head above water, don't let me drown, it gets harder on me you there at the altar as I fall down to my knees. So don't let me drown, drown, drown. Don't let me drown, drown, drown. Don't let me drown. Keep my head above water, above water. And I, I can't see in the stormy weather. And I, I can't seem to keep it all together and I I can't swim in the ocean like this forever and I can't breathe so God keep my head above water I lose my breath at the bottom come rescue me I'll be waiting I'm too young to fall asleep so God keep my head above water don't let me drown it gets harder I'll meet you there at the altar as I fall down to my knees don't let me drown don't let me drown don't let me drown keep my head above water above water